I want to shine all the light on Him. I want to know Him. I want to see Him. And I read of Him. Psalm 139. Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down sitting and my up rising. Thou understandest my thought far off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all of my ways. There is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it before I even got to speak it. Oh, I got to get to it here. Thou hast beset behind me before, laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. So where shall I go from thy spirit? Whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven... You're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning, dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you knew me in Possess me, my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I'll praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. My soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee. When I was made in secret, curiously wrought in the lowest part of the earth, thine eyes did see my substance. Yet being unperfect and in thy book, all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. Before all of it. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great. If I could add them all together. So lofty, so high, I can't even contain it. How great is the sum of them. God, I pray that you would show yourself strong in this house. And I pray tonight, Lord, that by the glory that can only emanate from you, the Shekinah glory of the Most High God, I pray, Lord, pour yourself out among your people and let your presence be known in this house. And I pray it in the name of Jesus. And all the people, put your Bibles down now. And with your great voices and hands and hearts, now we're going to lift up some praise unto God here.
Now one more time, shout out with a voice of triumph. Clap your hands, all ye people. Make a joyful noise unto the God of gods, the King of kings, the Lord of all lords. Oh! <laughs> you may be seated. Maybe it's difficult to wrap our minds around the thought that before we existed, God was. Our children used to ask us what we did before we had them. They were amazed that there could be life without them. Or that Tammy and I had any joy or satisfaction or indeed purpose before they came to be. Likewise, before the creation of the stars as we know them, and before the birth of the sun and its carefully crafted counterpart, the moon, I stand to say that God was. In that moment, there was no need for his personhood or form. He is and was simply the presence. In fact, prophets and priests, sages of all time, called God's spirit the presence with a capital P. He was the presence in the temple and before them, leading them, his presence in forms of pillars of clouds and smoke and fire. True to translation from the Hebrew and Aramaic terms, Moses called him, and I say again with capitals, the presence. As if it were a proper noun, Moses said in Exodus 33, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Before the world was made, his presence held the borders of the galaxies in their place. And before all things came to be, his presence prevailed. It always was. It always shall be. If you pause for a moment, hear me tonight just for a moment. When we allow God to be among us in his proper place, there is a strength of confidence like none other. When we see him for who he is, or at least as much as we can see, our knowledge of him changes the way we live. To know him is to have authority over every demon in hell. To have knowledge of him is to have peace and joy and strength in this present life. And upon that divine premise, I preach this axiom of truth. And here it is. Before you and I entered into this world, wrapped in conflict and sin and destined for failure, God had a plan to bring us out and to redeem us. Before we knew him, the work had already been done. Revelation chapter 13, speaking of those found in the book of life, and I quote Revelation 13, of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Think of it. Before the foundations of the earth were laid, a sacrifice was made. In the mind of God, the lamb was already slain. Watch Peter's narrative in 1 Peter chapter 1. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but you were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Who? The precious blood. Who? Jesus. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. 
which means that before sin ever destroyed mankind, and before Adam and Eve disobeyed God and ate the forbidden fruit, and before Adam and before Abraham and Sarah disobeyed the Lord, and instead of waiting on God had Ishmael, and before Jacob deceived his brother Esau, and before the people rejected the law of Moses, and before they were bound by Egypt's iron hand. Watch it now, because the story is traveling through our limited dimension of time. It's going to wade through the mire of doubt and fear and idols and rebellion. Our history is going to commit to replete with debauchery and sin. Generations failing and kings falling and nations dividing the spoils of what should have been our inheritance before all of those years of mankind's calamity. The Bible says that the lamb was slain. His presence was in place to prevent the self-destruction of his own creation. He was. God was. God was. Jesus said of himself in Revelation 1 and 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord. Now watch this. Which is present, which was before, and which is to come the almighty and I know that he is he is because I feel him right now in this place I know that he has is to come in the future because I'm looking for him in the rapture but I also have to know that he was and you need to look no further than he was and in the Bible's first four words you got to get that in your mind before anything happens in your life you got to get these words in your mind in the beginning God in the beginning God before you do anything in the beginning God before you think it's over in the beginning God he was he was before it began he had a plan before there was a problem he had the solution in place before there was an issue to be solved he had hope before there was despair he had redemption in his hand before there was a failure God had it because he was before he was I've just come to shed a little light about our God if in doubt just remember that he was he was there before you arrived he was able before you were found yourself unable he was mighty before you became weak and inept he was a savior before you even knew you were lost he was God was he is the preemptive presence of all time space and he gave himself a name I've come to preach about the God who is the preventive presence. He was there to prevent you. He was there to help you before you ever knew he existed. He was. He is. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. Visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or power. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things say it he is before all things say it he is before all things and by him all things consist and he is the head of the body the church who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead that in all things he might have preeminence I've come to preach to you about a God who is a preemptive presence Instead of shining light on my problem, instead of talking about your conflict, instead of repeating all the things that, that conflict my soul and that bind you up, I gotta say a little bit about God. If I could just get the knowledge of God in He in me. Huh. 
and I offer it according to those other anointed voices. Oh, yes, I do. Because I'm not arrogant to know or to think that I've created it all by myself. No, I've forgotten and slept through more church services than most of you have ever even attended. <laughs> so I'm peering over into those first four words of the Bible. And I'm viewing the earth. It's void. It's without form. He's before. It's dense. It has a darkness on the face of the deep. God was. To the naked eye, it's a little more than a massive 25,000 mile wide ball of mud blanketed by water and darkness. It's empty. It's hopeless. It's without any obvious value. The earth is marred beyond description. If you were there, you would have thought it to be the consequence possibly of some catastrophic anomaly or some cosmic calamity to have seen the earth when God looked upon its fail, frail, frail fame, fame to see it when God saw it you would have never known that lying beneath the darkness layered beneath that massive ball of mud there existed rich soil which could produce the beauties and the wonders of the world that we behold I tell you that his presence existed before his spoken word. Ah. Lying in that dense, hopeless state, there were lilacs and lettuce and lilies that could be made to clothe the ground. There was rich soil beneath the blackness to produce peanuts and pecans and apples and oranges and grapefruit. From that black earth would come red tomatoes and green peppers and yellow corn and snow white cotton. Beneath that dense layer of mud and pessimism that was Pike's Peak and Mount Hood and the Himalayas, the Sequoias and Mount Everest and the Alps, they were all hidden beneath the layers of nothing. And out of that dark sod, there would come dogwoods and redwoods and towering oaks and pines. The soil beneath the blackness held flavor to fruit and color to flowers. And so much more was hidden beneath the inky darkness and murky waters. Think of it tonight. In that earth, there was iron and steel to make cars and build bridges and manufacture the ships that would sail the mighty seas. It was all there in the bowels of that murky soil of the earth. Tin, ore, bronze, gold, and silver lined the veins of her wit. Both precious and common were all there. Both meritable and benign. Both plentiful and ordinary. It was all there. Job saw it in his self-proclaimed chapter 28. Diamonds, sapphires, rubies. He said precious gems. Too numerous to name. It was all there. It was buried beneath the blackness and the flood. Pavement for the road. And wire to link civilizations together. There were skyscrapers to pierce the sky. The only thing that man did was to dig it out of the earth and pile it on top of itself. Before it all, God was. Before all of this, God was. Beneath all the blackness was that oil that would fuel the world. Energies, powers buried beneath the inky blackness and darkness. It was there buried beneath the darkness of the earth. And God did not just show up to solve what was submerged and subdued. He did not make it on the scene in the nick of time to bring calamity into order. But rather, before it all was, God was. His presence was waiting to bring the unseen into the scene. God was there, ready to summon and call out into the open 
open what came to be. Oh, and I feel it here tonight. All of it just there waiting to be invoked by his presence, waiting to be converted from the watery grave to the darkness that had been buried into the light. He was there all the time. He planned it. He foreordained it. God was not surprised because God was. He's just not here. He's just not going to be. But God was. Everything behind you, God was. Everything that came before you, God was. And when his presence overshadowed that moment, when his spirit moved on it, then all the wonder came out. What we now see and know, no matter how deep, no matter how dense the darkness, that black blanket had to go. When God's spirit started to move, when God's voice started to speak, when God brooded over and beneath and breathed on that earth, it changed forever. The darkness had to surrender to the light. The void was suddenly and certainly filled. The formless mass had to take shape. And what seemingly was empty and wasted and without value was fashioned and formed by the presence of the most high God it was instantly brim full of promises it was bursting full of life it was bustling with activity think it with me if you will as soon as his presence entered as soon as his spirit started to move there were fish and fowl there was land and sea and that sea had clarity of thermoclines of algae and plankton it was all there God was all along ready to call out of the mud a living breathing atom out of the mud think of it came a body which and construction and veins and muscles and tissue and bones he ordained it he foresaw it he foreordained it he saw it before it was because he was and if God could do that don't you think that he could take your mess and your situation and the things you think that are dead and bring something good out of it don't you think that God could take your life Before you woke up this morning, God was already there. When you woke up this morning, God was already there. And as sure as I'm standing here, He's already in your tomorrow. <laughs> He's not showing up on time. He's showing up out of time. He's not bound or limited by our time. He's in every day that you'll ever live. Next week and the week before, the month before, God was, God was. Every day you're living, you got to look back and say, well, God was already there. God was already helping me. God was already strengthening me. I just got to tell somebody, God was. He is the preventive, preemptive presence. He's protecting you from things you haven't even seen. And for the faithless and the people who are struggling, please receive this word from this pastor tonight. He's already in your tomorrow and he's already preparing a way. He's not a way maker just on time. He's been working on a way to get you out before you were ever in. He's been waving, making a way for you to get there before you ever got here.
I'm preaching about the progenitor of all things. And here's what Jesus said. Don't be like them for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Even before you have a need, he was already preparing the solution. Even before you got down to pray, he was just waiting for you to say it because he was ready to give it. think the Lord was scrounging around for something so well, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought it to me let me see what I got in my back my box of tricks oh no God already knew what you needed he knew what kind of church you needed he knew what kind of love you needed he knew what kind of restoration you needed even before you had no idea was making a way when there was no way before you had a problem in the way I gotta talk about my great God because I'm tired of hearing about everybody's problems I want to tell you about a God that can take something out of nothing I don't know how many years ago this was now I'm on a fast. We're preaching a revival. Tammy got the message last week from the father. Said, could you send this on to your husband? Or I don't know how it came. I want to say it was 22 years ago. Just around this time. We were preaching a revival and I was fasting during that time. A young couple came up crying. They brought that baby many times, but they brought that little baby to the front that night again. <laughs> this is the daddy's report now. She shouldn't have been alive, but we brought our baby to the altar tell your husband we remembered when you and your husband prayed for our baby and then he reminded your husband was on a fast and he preached at our church it took me a moment to remember but he said that little girl that should have died she graduated from college 22 years old and she's going Bible college I don't know the whole story. And she's doing great. And she came out of whatever she was in. I don't even remember what it was. All I know, God saw her not in the sickness. He saw her in her calling. say that if we would scroll back a little few a few years just a little time we might be able to point out a few of you that nobody would ever guess that you'd have a ministry and a calling and be in church tonight but God didn't say that it was over instead he looked down
out of your murky mess and his presence stepped in and you are where you should not be but I'm talking about a God who has a presence and he's already preempting and I gotta get me some word now because David said Lord you hemmed me in so where can I go that you are already present Lord before the words are even forming in my mouth you knew exactly what I was going to say so that gives me great light when Jesus said go ask your father he already knows what you have need of before you ask before you even form the words he knew what was going to come out of your mouth he was just waiting for you to open up your mouth and say I already knew what you needed I already prepared your way I already made the plan. I already gave you what you had. David said, if I go up to the heavens, you're already there. If I go down to the depths, make my bed in hell, you're already there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, or if I settle on the far side of the sea, he's already there because God was. And when I meet my trouble, hear me now, if you can hear me, if there be a man or woman or some soul, some young person submerged in some intractable situation, if you are on the verge of giving up because you are overwhelmed with life and you can't see but a few feet in front of your face, if your life physically, financially, perhaps your family, maybe in your own body, everything is disjointed and out of sync, I want to tell you tonight that the disorder of your world is about to come together because the Shekinah glory of God is going to spill over into this building and consume us. The ancient spirit of all ages is about to move in this house. I don't know why God's so good to us. That all we have to do is show up and he does all, this, all the wonderful things for us. I mean, one little step towards him and all the floodgates are open. He's rushing. Hear me. When you have dilemmas that defy your solution, God's rushing to you. A pain that pills cannot fix. I want to tell you, God is ready. Questions without answer. Dreams that are about to die. But you're here tonight. And I want you to know that the same answer that was given to the earth without form and void, that same answer is here because the answer comes from the same mighty presence that moved on that that inky darkness he's the same one that occupies the territory of this house and I'm rising to say that though it was buried beneath that inky darkness though it was hidden there was something beautiful that came out of it beneath the flood the unbelievable there was a potential and beneath every problem and situation of your life there are innumerable promises just waiting for the presence he's already fixed it he's already healed it he's already solved it can you receive it and believe it he's already solved it you're about to ask for something here, pastor tonight he's already solved it he's already prepared the way for it the 
next thing out of your mouth was about to make a request in your petition before God. But the Father already knew what you had need of before it came out of your mouth. When it was on your tongue. He understood it. Ah. And I don't know why. But when we showed up laden with all those compounds and things that bother us. I don't know why God was already there. I don't know why he's already here. And I look at all the families. Some are struggling. Some are doing well. Some are out of love. And some are hoping for more. Some are living with almost nothing, trying to figure it out. I see young people in this house. Week after week, I'm amazed. I can't believe it. They're living for God in a sinless environment, a sinless world. Going to schools that most of their parents had never even dreamed of going to. They're standing up for truth in the middle of all that chaos and confusion. And I'm looking at teenagers that that come from broken homes but they're still loving God and singing in this youth choir and I've got to say God knew it before you ever got there he had the answer before you ever got there I got to tell everybody this this church in itself and this corporation ought not to exist but God let it be God put it together and let it be we're rejoicing over it not because what I did but because he did it a few decades ago and he said I gotta have a church there and I'm gonna put it together don't you know in the omniscience of God he wasn't waiting for this night to come he was already in this night before we ever walked in the door he was already here because God was he was just waiting for us to get here I don't know if any of you think this or not, but on the, on the tip of this property was an old Glen school. It was the Glen High School. Do you think that God was waiting for them to get out of the school? No. Before the foundation of that high school was ever laid, he said, I see in the future there's going to be a church on the back side of that property. I see. I've got it. He was there. I'm looking around at dads. I'm looking around at fathers. Thank you, fathers and dads. Thank you for clapping and worshiping. Thank you. They are dancing, faithful, loving fathers. God brought you out of lust, some out of alcohol, some out of drug addiction. He brought you out of that mess. And if he can bring you out of that and put you into this, he can bring you out of anything. Like the songwriter said, you don't know like I know. You don't know like I know. I gotta tell you, God wasn't surprised when Saul becoming Paul walked on the scene. God wasn't shocked, but that was in the divine order of the Most High God. Because Saul, Paul said, He called me out of my mother's womb. I was born for this moment. Hear me, young people, you're born for greatness. God already made the way, He already prepared the way. Hear me, everybody, the Lord was already here. And I'm watching. Prayerful mothers. 
Godly mamas. Set apart mamas. Faithful mothers. Of whom the Lord brought you out of carnality. And corruption. And the mess and the junk of the world. And he took your feet out of that clay. And put you on a rock. And I've heard from enough people to reiterate at least one general testimony. When you say, my friends are amazed at where I'm at today. They're scratching their heads, wondering how I got into church or even into Pentecost. They can't believe that I'm a tongue talker. They don't, they can't believe I've been baptized. They can't believe I go to church. I gotta tell you, God was before. He was preparing the way for you before. He was setting up before. And if he could speak through his presence, life out of darkness, if he can make a lilac out of that mud, he can make a beautiful life out of your situation. You're not in too deep. You haven't gone too far. God hasn't given up on you. All we need is his presence, his preemptive presence. He's the progenitor. He's the one who came before. I'm glad that he is. Somebody say yes. I'm glad that he is. I'm glad that he's here right now. Come on, can you feel him? I'm glad that he is. He's your ever-present help in trouble. I'm glad he's the I am that I am. Whatever you need, he's the I am. You put in the question, he's the I am. You put in the problem, he's the I am. You put in the conflict, he's the I am. He is. I'm thankful he's the God to come. I'm thankful there's a future for me. I'm not living this life just to be here right here. But one of these days, he said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there ye may be also. Don't you know, he's already done it. He already has it done. He's been there just waiting for us. But when I go back to the scripture, I got one moment left out. One attribute left out. Not only is he the I am, not only is he the God to come, he's the God who was. See, when I say it, it means in my past. But when he says it, he always was. <laughs> when I say it, he was in my yesterday. But when he says it, he's the encompassing, all omnipotent, omniscient, wonderful God who takes the whole earth and time and space and cradles them gently into his hands. He was before, he is now. And he is in the future. My future, not his. That's hard to think about. I need a Tylenol. Because you know what that tells me? He was waiting for me. He was listening for me. He was calling for me. Where can I go? 
you're already there. <laughs> it's the prophet. He's in Dothan. He's telling the king of Israel how to conduct the armies. The prophet says to the king, don't go down that way. Because the Syrian army is going to be there. And the next week, don't go down that way because the Syrian army is going to be there. Until finally the Syrian king is so angry he's mad. He gets everybody together. He says, who is for the king of Israel? Who's telling my secrets? Everybody's shuddering in fear. One guy in the back row raises his hand. Oh, king, live forever. None of us are spies. It's that prophet in Dothan. He hears every word you say in your bedchamber. How could he hear it? Because God has been there before the enemy ever plotted to take you. God already diverted your path to keep you. I got to say it again. Before the enemy ever plotted to take you, God already planned to keep you. Here's my last statement to you. He has predestined the church. Now this is a point of conflict with some people. Because he has already predestined the church, which means he's going to have a church. Now some people believe, oh, that means you're predestined to be saved. You're either going to be saved, you're going to be lost, there's nothing you can do about it. That's not true. It means he's going to have a church. In fact, to be a little crass, He's going to have a church with or without you. But he's going to have a church. He's going to have somebody who's going to be in his church. Somebody's going to be his servant. Somebody's going to raise their voices and cry out, Holy, holy is the Lamb who is worthy to receive glory and honor and power. He predestined the church. Like a train moving. Like a train, like a locomotive. He already made it. All you've got to do is get on the train. And you're in the predestined mighty church of the most high God. Because he was before. And his presence already made your way. Come on, stand with me right now. I want you to clap your hands. I want you to lift up your voice. I want you to call down the presence, the capital P, presence of the Most High God. I want you to invoke the name of Jesus and say, Lord, you're already in my tomorrow. Lord, I'm just praying right now. Help me to follow you when I see you. And I thank you for being there before I get there.
Here are the words of the Bible. The steps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord. It speaks to us. None of us are here by chance. But by divine appointment, we came together. It was a divine call that brought you in. He's been waiting for you all this time. In fact, when you came into this house, the Lord was, he was glad to finally see you. (laughs) And his arms are open wide. He's not condescending when he says, oh, I'm glad it's time. It's time. When you walked into the presence of the Lord, even this house tonight, God's Shekinah glory had already planned this whole meeting. He knew your whole life story. He already prepared the answer for you. His spirit is designed in such a way that whatever conflict you've been going through, he's ready to move in his holy presence and bring order to your life. He's already here. All you have to do is just lift up your heart. The God who was has been waiting all this time. And his presence is leading you even now. So wherever you're standing, just lift up your hand to the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. You made my way. You saw me when I was in my in my low state. My substance was not hid from you. Nothing had really come together and you already were there. You were there long before I even had a cognitive ability to reason. You were there. come on everybody just exercise that Holy Spirit inside of you let it just come out of your mouth and out of your heart your life whatever whatever praise you want to offer to God right now is the time to do that he's a great God